This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Wednesday morning, September 29th, 2022, now we got a little bit of clouds coming in that hurricane down in Florida is affecting our weather up north here in the Midwest. Chilly this morning, 43 for a low. It's 51 this morning. It's definitely fall weather, and we're loving it. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Put your email in there. We'll let you know when a new episode comes out. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Wednesday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. California's Proposition 1 is a disguised proposal for late-term abortion. From the Christian Post, the California governor and his huddle-from-hell legislature anticipated that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. In a rush to show how much they loved abortion, they quietly crafted the vaguely written Proposition 1, which states, The state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. Make no doubt about it. This is the birthday abortion amendment and the most radical legislation attempt in the history of the United States, whereby a child can be terminated up until the moment of birth. So this is uh, this is evil stuff. I mean, this guy Newsom is uh, one of the most radical governors we've ever seen. The state of California has become a demonic state because they're passing these infanticide uh, rules and laws, allowing for the the extermination up until the moment of birth. I mean, think about that, folks. That's that's uh, killing a live baby that's just moments away from from being born. This is uh, totally outside the realm of normalcy and the conscience of the American people. And that's what you get with these Democrats who have become so far extreme leftist radical thinkers that they devalue life so much that they can pass a bill like this. Just remember that when this guy tries to run for president in 2024, just remember that he's the guy that passed this bill and there is no way in hell this guy would ever become the president of the entire United States. All right, headline number four. Joe Manchin caves to bipartisan pressure to remove his reform from spending bill. Vox, following growing pressure from both groups, Manchin called for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to cut the permitting reforms from a short-term funding bill just before it was scheduled to go up for a vote on Tuesday. Manchin said in a statement he didn't want to put government funding at risk and added that a failed vote on something as critical as comprehensive permitting reform only serves to embolden leaders like Putin who wish to see America fail. From Just the News, the Tuesday concession leaves Manchin looking rather foolish after caving on a major policy position in exchange for what has amounted to an empty promise from his party. The West Virginia Democrat announced in late July that he had struck a deal with Schumer 
in which he would trade his vote on the $240 billion Inflation Reduction Act for a separate deal streamlining the approval process for energy infrastructure projects. Well, Joe Manchin looks like he's got egg on his face. What a scumbag. I mean, he tried to hold everything back as long as he could. He cut a deal with his party, and his party screwed him. I mean, what a guy. I hope, uh, I hope he lasts about one second when it comes to re-election because he yeah, has no business being in the Senate. He's, he has no soul. He's got no guts. He's got no principles. He's just, he just blows with the wind, and he's in it for himself and for his own ego. And Joe Manchin has made a complete fool of, out of himself, and he deserves whatever happens to him as a result of this, this ridiculous uh, Build Back Better bill that just— uh, poured gasoline on a dumpster fire already in the economy that's blowing up because of inflation. And so he didn't even get what he was asking for, and he caved in, and he, he was the one that created this complete mess, and everything's sitting on his shoulders now. He's the one that created this dumpster fire, and uh, don't forget it when it comes time for his reelection. All right, headline number three. Signature shortfall signals victory for Arizona school choice advocates. From the National Review, the teachers' union backed campaign to overturn school choice expansion in Arizona appears to have flopped, according to think tank projections relying on preliminary vote tallies. Under the expansion of Arizona's universal voucher program known as the Empowerment Scholarship Account, ESA, enacted in June, over 1 million K-12 public school students in the state would become eligible to receive vouchers to fund their attendance in private, charter, or home schools, up from the 11,000 students who are currently eligible. Anti-school choice activists submitted 8,175 petition sheets, according to the Arizona Secretary of State's office. From the Arizona Mirror, the leader of a volunteer group of public school advocates said Monday that the effort to block universal school vouchers and let voters decide the program's fate in 2024 is likely short of the number of signatures required to refer the new law to the ballot. Quote, I think we will end up short, yes, end quote, said Beth Lewis, the executive director of Save Our Schools, Arizona. Okay, that's good news. You can see that the public schools are opposed to this, and this is why we're in the situation that we're in with the public schools. We need school choice. We cannot have a monopoly on education, especially when the schools become indoctrination camps with what they're teaching. We all know about this, the CRT, the lesbianism, the sexual perverted material, the pornography that's being propagated and pr promoted in school systems and the libraries. Good thing it failed, and... Um, Kudos to Arizona. Let's see if we can get this uh, passed in that state and then let that ripple across the country to every single state in our great nation, giving us the opportunity to choose our own choices when it comes to our education and where we put our children to find the character building, the reading, writing, and arithmetic that schools should be designed to do. All right, headline number two. Democrats looking to turn Hurricane Ian against Governor DeSantis. As Rahm Emanuel once said, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. From the Daily Wire, as Hurricane Ian barreled 
toward Florida, some Democrats and members of the media appeared almost giddy at the prospect of Governor Ron DeSantis, Republican from Florida, failing a high-profile test. Florida emergency management teams were busy Tuesday warning residents to batten down the hatches and, if necessary, evacuate coastal areas ahead of the storm's arrival. Meanwhile, political appeared to frame the hurricane as a test that would ultimately determine whether or not DeSantis deserved the level notoriety he has already achieved. From Politico, Governor Ron DeSantis spent his first term becoming one of the most influential Republicans in the country, but he still hasn't faced one of the toughest challenges a Florida leader can encounter a hurricane. Curtis Hoke, notice the media are laying the groundwork to attack DeSantis over hashtag Hurricane Ian. Here's a question to the head of FEMA from a McClatchy reporter. Can you describe the level of the communication with state officials, and has there been anything unusual or any challenges with that? Okay, so this is exactly what you will see when somebody is very powerful and has risen to the level of notoriety and success as a Republican. They're they're going to bring their knives out, their swords, they're going to attack them. We saw this in Italy. We see this with Trump. This is how the media rolls. This is what the Democrats do. It's all about trying to smear, all about trying to knock down, always trying to destroy whoever it is that is standing up and doing a good job. That just shows you that uh, DeSantis is very popular. That's why they're attacking him. And when you see that, just remember that, that they're just trying to attack him because he is making a big difference and he is a great governor. All right, headline number one, Floridians under evacuation orders as Hurricane Ian to make landfall. From Reuters, more than 2.5 million Floridians were under evacuation orders or warnings with the sprawling storm on track to make landfall as a Category 3 hurricane on Wednesday evening somewhere along the Gulf Coast. A Category 3 storm carries maximum sustained winds of up to 129 miles per hour. The latest hurricane advisory put Ian's top winds near 120 miles per hour. From the Daily Wire, during a press conference on Tuesday morning, Governor Ron DeSantis shared the update that urged Floridians to take necessary precautions as Ian could strike the Gulf Coast as a Category 4 hurricane. Brandon Orr, water is already over the seawall in Key West. Storm surge here will peak at 2.4 feet. Highest wind gusts could range from 60 to 70 miles per hour tonight. Okay, so we pray for all those folks down there in Florida. My sister uh, and her husband, they evacuated. She lives in St. Petersburg. They headed to, headed to uh, St. Martin to get out of way of the, uh, the hurricane's path. And we uh, pray for those people. We know that hurricanes can be very dangerous. Uh, Category 4 is not something you want to mess around with. And we uh, just hope that uh, everybody remains safe and that this hurricane passes quickly and ends quickly as well. Governor DeSantis is doing a great job. He can only do what he can do based on how this uh, hurricane plays out and the damage it does. But I'm sure he'll do a great job and take care of the folks, his citizens of uh, the great state of Florida. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday. Thanks for joining us uh, this morning on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. See you then. 
This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 